Can I go slow? Hold on. I will like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone, everyone, everyone to his own way. I will like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone, everyone, everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And the Lord has laid on him. So the him song this week is the iniquity all. of us all. That's a meditation. All. Isaiah 53 verses 6 to 9. The song is available on SoundCloud. It's available on YouTube. And you can just go to the article at gracenotmagic.substack.com and you can stream it from there. So as I was recording this part, it's like 7.42 and I'm late um, with the post. But as I was recording this part, Madison woke up and came out. So I, I like to hear her sing it um, unprompted because it gives me a sense of whether or not this is working, right? Um, uh, and sometimes she will say to me, oh, that, that, fast, that's too fast. So let's just to listen to what she, she has picked up. Let it open up to wealth. Like a lamb that is led to the... Because the people of the world is open out his mouth. By your pressure and judgment. he is taken away. And as for his generation... The cured world cut all over the wall and the wind the prophet. Cut off out of the land that we live in. Yes. These are for stricken for what's in all my people. And the way it's wicked. He told everyone to his own yay, but in the wise way, on it. Work equities, that's all. Okay, you see, Madison, Madison, remember the last version of this song, right? Because, are we like sheep have gone astray? We have to. I'd initially written the song to this rhythm. Um, called Freedom by the group Pacific. But then when I went to go and record it, I couldn't find the beat, it was gone. I couldn't purchase it. I know that song. And like a sheep that before we share as a silence, so he opened at his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people, and they made his grave with the wicked, and with a rich man in his death. Although we had done no violence, and there was no seed in his mouth, and when he went to his own way, we all like sheep of Watch out. Isaiah 53, verses 6 to 9. Ah, ah, ah. 
like sheep have gone astray We have turned everyone, everyone, everyone to his own way Are we like sheep have gone astray We have turned everyone, everyone, everyone to his own way And the Lord has laid on him The iniquity of us all And the Lord has laid on him The iniquity of us all And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all He was oppressed and he was afflicted Yet he opened out his mouth Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter Like a sheep that before his shearers is silent So he opened out his mouth By oppression and judgment He was taken away And as for his generation Who can see that? That he was cut off out of the land of the living Stricken for the transgression of my people and they made his grave with the wicked And with the rich man in his death Although we had done no violence And there was no deceit There was no deceit No deceit No deceit in his mouth Are we like sheep have gone astray? We have turned everyone 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 to his own way Are we like sheep right, have it. Let's gone dive astray? Into today's reflection We have turned everyone This sentence blew my mind this week. A man may not be as other men, and yet he may not be as he should be. It comes from a sermon by Thomas Manton on verse 6 of Isaiah 53. Verse 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. After giving that quote, Manton goes on to prove it by sharing a portion of a parable Jesus told in Luke 18, 9-14. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Why did Jesus tell that parable? Verse 9 tells us. I just read verses 10 to 13. Verse 9 at the opening tells us. He told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Everything the Pharisees said was likely true. He didn't sin like the tax collector. Still, like the tax collector, he was a sinner. In summing up the parable, Jesus said, I tell you, this man, that is the tax collector, went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Now, isn't that striking? Jesus is saying, not only did the Pharisee miscalculate how God viewed the tax collector, 
he got the math wrong on how God saw him. He didn't even realize his own guilt that he had gone astray and that he had a lingering need for God's forgiveness. And this is what I want to talk about today. There are sins we never hear about and there are sins we don't even see. First, the sins we never hear about. When the Bible says everyone, everywhere, in every age has gone astray from God, it can sound like a, a bit of an exaggeration to us. It's as though there is a sin minimizing and disguising force in the world more powerful than any global marketing campaign. For example, you can think you're better than you are just because no one tells you your faults are the truth about God. As I mentioned in a post earlier this year, I'm working my way through Psalm 119 in my daily meditations. Right? I'm just taking a verse a day, slowly going through the psalm. Yesterday morning, I meditated on verse 46, which says, I will also speak of your testimonies before kings and shall not be put to shame. So the psalmist is describing something triumphant. He sees shame as a real possibility for sharing God's word, right? As some sort of hazard in what he's doing. But a hazard from which he trusts he will be saved. He's going to persevere. He will speak of God's testimonies before kings and shall not be put to shame. It's something that he'll only be able to do by God's strength and because of God's work in his life. At the end of the meditation, I started to think about how sad this is for kings. Think about it, <laughs> right? If somebody has to muster up all this courage to speak about God in your presence, what's that saying? That tells me that apart from this psalmist, people prefer not to talk about God's testimonies before kings. People tell kings what kings want to hear. People tell a king what they think will move him to grant their release from prison, spare them from death, waive their taxes, or not invade their town. A king then could go on for a long time and not hear of or have to face his sins. Like David, after he committed adultery with Bathsheba and murdered her husband and went on until he was confronted by Nathan, the prophet. Like kings, we too may have things in our lives that are wrong, that don't honor God, but which people don't tell us about because they're afraid of how we'll react. Then there are the sins we never see. All of us have blind spots to sins in our lives. 1 Timothy 5.24 says in the NIV, The sins of some are obvious, reaching the place of judgment ahead of them. The sins of others trail behind them. And then Psalm 19 verse 12 says in the ESV, 
Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. It's easy to see the blind spot situation when we think about people from the past. We keep finding flaws in our heroes. Consider the theologian Jonathan Edwards who owned slaves. That could have been a blind spot owing to the time in which he lived. It could also have been a blind spot due to where he lived. America. The British preacher Charles Spurgeon said he almost ended up closing the school he had set up to train pastors after being cancelled by Americans who used to buy his sermons. Spurgeon said in his autobiography, The large sale of my sermons in America, together with my dear wife's economy, enabled me to spend from £600 to £800 a year in my own favourite work. But on a sudden, owing to my denunciations of the then existing slavery in the States, my entire resources from that brook chariot were dried. Manton tried to identify the reasons we have all gone astray in different ways and one thing he pointed out was that we learn most from people who we know well and that that is the source of national sins and that could explain for example a blind spot for someone like Jonathan Edwards while, while the practice of slavery in the west is now outlawed it didn't become bad overnight we've just now decided to agree that stealing a man from his country and shipping him across the world to go work without pay until he dies and stealing his wife and children as well and separating them that that cannot be squared with anything in the bible but that didn't become bad or wrong or sinful overnight Similarly, if in every generation people look back and say, how did they not see those things? What are the things that we are overlooking right now? So there are these sins which we do not see. Or we do not want to see. Or which we see and overlook. It speaks to how all of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Now leave you with two tips from Manton. First, we must realize that this verse is all about the Lord Jesus Christ. It shows, one, the real state that all humanity finds itself in, that we have gone astray, and two, that, that God has laid, God has laid on Jesus Christ the weight of our sins. It's vital, therefore, for each and every one of us to realize that we, when the Bible says, all we like sheep have gone astray, it's referring to us as well. It's referring to you. It's referring to me. It's referring to us in our state before we become Christians, pointing out our need for salvation. And when we have become Christians, we still have to ponder the path of our feet, as it says in Proverbs 4.26. We have to pay attention to how we walk because we are still uh, in danger of going astray again and again and again. There is a lot to unpack here and my 
aim is just to give you some things to think about and to get you started on your own study and your own processing and i would love to hear from you on this verse if you have read uh, Manton or listened to any other sermons or have anything that that you have read apart from what i've mentioned that you want to contribute please comment you can email me so that we can keep the conversation we can keep the meditation going and we can work through this point of more application until next week god's willing how we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone 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 to his own way how we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone Everyone, everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened out his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter like a sheep that before he shears his silence so he opened out his mouth by oppression and judgment he was taken away and as for his generation who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living stricken for the transgression of my people and they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich man in his death although we had done no violence and there was no deceit there was no deceit no deceit, no deceit in his mouth. How mm. we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone, everyone, everyone to his own way.